Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Piedel Canyon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's a Natch, and you're listening to The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, boys and girls. Welcome, welcome. It is 8.30 a.m. Central European Time, 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2.30 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. You're listening to the, the I was going to say lunchtime show, Natch. Jeez, despiste. <laughs> You're listening to the Probo Show. How are you doing? A big special good morning, good afternoon, good evening to our angelic, godlike podcast uh, downloaders it's uh, always awesome to speak to you <laughs> getting a lot of messages off offline off the show natch not only carmen carmen on youtube she's doing god's work man natch we've got a fan on youtube called carmen and she's awesome she said to me as a reply to um, google killing uh, ki- killing google podcast she said don't worry rob wherever you go wherever 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 google sends you i'll find you i like it i like it um, and how are you doing out there? A big good morning to Jeffa and Min joining us in the live audience. More to come, I imagine. Um, hi, Rob, says Jeffa. Good morning, says Min. Will you be there for the trivia night on Wednesday? Asked Jeffa. Yes, I will. Yes, I will, sir. So, yeah, we, we do a trivia night um, at once a month. I will be there. Kyle Miller will be hosting on um, on the 4th of this month in Kaya Amaniel number 23. Um, I'll be there. Andre will be there. Uh, Fitz, um, Alberto Alonso, all your favourites will be there. So, so do come along and say hi. Uh, big good morning to the bridge also. Um, how was your weekend, guys? How was your weekend? How was your weekend, Natch? Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said you were going for some beers with some friends and 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 friend and family things. Yes. Mm-hmm. I promise to God, I didn't go to the white room. I was listening. <laughs> I just can't remember details very well. <laughs> um, me, what did I do? Um, I did nothing on Friday evening. At least I think I did nothing. This is where someone sends me a message and says, well, you did. No, I don't think I did anything Friday evening. Saturday, I spelt, spent relaxing too, and then, well, cleaning my house. I cleaned my house on Friday. You know, after talking about how the cockroaches had moved out for sanitary reasons. <laughs> so my feet no longer stick to the floor. It's, it's a thing of beauty. Um, so I cleaned my house Friday. Saturday did nothing. Just enjoyed my clean house, hung out. And then on Sunday, my friend, oof, went to a barbecue at Alberto Alonso's house. What a treat. Oh, my God. It was delicious, man. Absolutely delicious. Um, did nothing. Was great, says Min. Awesome. Those are the best weekends. Morning, beautiful warriors, says Vero, joining us in the audience. How are you doing, Vero? So, yeah, I ate um, my own body weight in, um, in barbecued food. Like and quickly fell into a food coma natch. <laughs> you know that when that that you know the heat rises in your body and you suddenly just kind of fall into that deep, deep relaxing sleep. The food coma. Oh. But beautiful man. It was a beautiful day. So big thanks to Alberto if you are out there listening. Um, that was a good time. All right, my friends. Um well I thoroughly tortured the elves this week, as you know, as I always do. And um I have Wow, I have um, an amazing show lined up for you today. In 100 Humans, we asked we asked 100 Humans today to name something a person might do to a houseplant. Houseplant, would you say planta de interior? Mm, yes, I think so. Okay. Houseplant to help it grow. Name something you might do to a houseplant to help it grow. Nombra algo que una persona podría hacer a una planta de, de interior para ayudarla a crecer. Oh, jeez, it's Monday morning. Natch. Did I get that right? Was I? Okay, perfect. What? <laughs> do you think that was the elf or do you think that was me, Natch? That was, yeah. The elf. <laughs> it, was, it was totally the elf. <laughs> I would have butchered that translation, man. I would have butchered it beyond belief. Um, and then in, um, in Complete the News, <clears throat> we'll look at what a man was listening to while he crashed his vehicle into a police station in New Jersey. It's a good one. It's a good one. Today's unpopular opinion is not enjoying traveling. So if you don't enjoy traveling, it doesn't make you uncultured. Not enjoying traveling does not make someone uncultured. No disfrutar 
viajando, yeah. um, no convierte a alguien en un en, inculto. Oh, inculto oh, culture. Vaya nivelazo. Thank you, Natch. <laughs> um, interesting one today. Yeah, it comes from um, from not. Go Maybe this is just me coping, Natch, for not having gone away for the summer. It could have been. It could be that. I'm, I'm <laughs> willing to admit that it's, it's possibly me. Just this is a coping me mechanism for me today. Um, and uh, and yeah, and much much more, my friends. Much much more. What's the chat saying? Um, well done, Rob. I trust you are feeling well. Says the bridge. Actually, I have a bad back. Man, my back has been killer. Yeah. Don't ask me that question. I'm 45. If you want to know what it's like to be 45, it's basically like any other age, except for everything hurts and you're always tired. That's what 45 years old looks like. <laughs> Rafelka's here. He says, hi, Rob. I received a call from um, Radio's Audience Research. I told them that I hear you every day, so maybe you'll be in radio statistics now. I should. We should be. Not just phone radio. Like the Probo Show. It's uh, it's sweeping the sweeping the globe, friends. <laughs> Watch out, Joe Rogan. Here we come. Me and Natch. <laughs> um, blue ribbon translation. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's look at some news. Um, interesting news today. Let's start with mm, let's start with Adidas. The or Adidas. How do you say it, Natch? Adidas. Adidas. I say Adidas. Adidas. In the UK, at least when I was a kid. We called them Adidas. And then I moved to Spain, and I believe Americans call them um, Adidas as well. Um, okay, so Adidas has released a new shoe, Natch. Tests the upper limit of the shoe market. They are $500 a pair. Do you, do you know what makes them special, Natch? They're designed only to be worn once. $500, and you're only going to use them once. My God. Adidas has released a new running shoe. Adithero Adidas Pro Evo 1. And it retails at $500, or they retail at $500, which is notable for being um, worn, it was notable for being worn by Ethiopia's Tigist, Asefa, when she set a new um, woman's marathon world record. The shoe only weighs 138 grams and is designed specifically for speed. Um, and they're designed to only be worn once. That's right. You get um, an average cost per mile of $19. Isn't it cheaper? Pet isn't petrol cheaper than these shoes? <laughs> there you go. I can do a marathon 19, uh, for $19 an hour. I'll do it on my moped. <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy. The high price point, um, considerably more than Nike's rivals, has raised questions about its appeal to amateur runners, given the lack of durability. Did, would, you, would you ever spend... I would never spend $500 on a pair of shoes, full stop. I would certainly not spend $500 on a pair of shoes that would last me for one marathon. However, Natch, however, judging by how many steps I take in a day, if they're only made for one marathon, I could stretch those out. I could wear those bad boys for a couple of years, I think. <laughs> I don't know, $500 for the um, Adithero Adios Evo uh, Pro Evo 1 shoes. There you go. Um, next, let's look at some um, AI news. A new shoe, do they not sell them in twos? Well, you'd say a pair of sneakers, a pair of shoes, or a new shoe design, you'd say in, in singular. Are you going to run a marathon anyway, says Rafelka? No, I'm not the target audience for that piece of news. But if any of you are thinking about running a marathon, you know. Yeah, what's your favorite sneaker brand, Natch? Do you have a, a favorite sneaker brand? Reebok. Ah, Reebok, you're a Reebok man. I respect that. Um, I love classic sneakers, right? So I like the 1970s Nikes with the blue and red. Those are my favorite maybe sneakers of the whole world. In terms of Adidas, I like the superstars. Adidas superstars with the plastic at the front. I don't and never have owned a classic pair of Reebok. But I would like to. And I need new sneakers. True story. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, you guys are just listening into a, a conversation. <laughs> All right, let's look at um, some more news. AI news. Sam Altman, recurring figure in the show. Sam Altman is the CEO 
of OpenAI. OpenAI, actually, as, as a side note, uh, launching a lot of new services coming soon to um, ChatGPT. As you know, we don't use ChatGPT here. Uh, I have elves for that. Elves, they um, they are cheaper than uh, than AI. <laughs> Especially if you don't feed them. Go figure, Natch. <laughs> just catch more elves. Done. Um, so, yeah, they've just released several new functionalities to ChatGPT, whereas you can talk to ChatGPT now and it can talk back to you. Um, you can upload photos and ask questions about photographs. And soon they're releasing DALI 3, which is an image generator to the paid version of ChatGPT. I'm excited for that. Well, Sam, Sam Altman in the news, um, particularly in this article by Futurism.com, Sam Altman says he intends... Oh, this is going to go down badly, Sam. Sam Altman says he intends to replace normal people with AI. Sam Altman dice que pretende sustituir a la gente normal por inteligencia artificial, Natch. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, that, that title has um, zero context. Let's get, into the, let's get into the article. Sam Altman, the CEO of OpenAI, has expressed his vision for an artificial general intelligence, AGI. Um, and for those of you who don't know, AGI is said to be an intelligence at the level of humans or beyond, okay, to potentially replace what he refers to as, as the median human, a term he uses to describe an average individual capable of performing a variety of tasks. So that means Natch won't get replaced, but the rest of us, we're in trouble, friends. There is no replacing the Oracle. <laughs> Maybe with Skynet. <laughs> So, yeah, um, the median human. I, do you take offense at that phrase, folks out there listening? Median human? Are you a median human? What does Sam Altman um, think the median human is? Um, let's see what people are saying. You look like you look like muscle atrophy personified. <laughs> Says Dato, running a marathon. You, me personally? Yes. Dude, I get out of breath when I stand up too quickly. That's what 45 is. <laughs> okay, I'm not a normal person. He, did, he didn't say anything about silly people. True story. Be as weird as you can so Sam Altman doesn't replace you. <laughs> um, this concept, so the, let's get back into the article. So the concept of what Sam Altman calls a median human. This concept has sparked controversy with critics arguing that it dehumanizes people by reducing them to statistical average uh, or averages and overlooks the complexity of human intelligence. Yeah, just bear in mind, <laughs> just bear in mind the news that we cover on this show and complete the news. Human intelligence, come on. <laughs> anyway, um, Altman envisions AGI as possessing the capabilities just in case, right, you were thinking, what does Sam Altman think median intelligence is? He envisions AGI um, replacing roles such as doctors and coders. Los programadores. Doctors and... Pro Are they median humans, Natch? Jeez Louise. Like, I've memorized, like, eight keys on a keyboard. Like, I'm definitely getting replaced. <laughs> Critics, including experts in AI ethics and research, have raised concerns about the implications of equating um, oof, mechanistic models with human cognition and the potential consequences of such pers perspective on the development and deployment of AI technologies. Basically, they're saying you can't um, mechanistic, you can't um, compare something as mechanical and um, and predictable, mechanistic, as hu um, uh, as AI is with the um, uh, with what is human intelligence, which uh, tends to have quite a lot more nuance and is yeah as we know quite unpredictable. But let's read between the lines of this article. Like Sam Altman envisions a future where human beings no longer have to work for by necessity, but would work by choice. Does that make sense, Natch? So there's a lot of like where we wouldn't have to work to put f to to put food on the table and to cover our basic needs. He thinks 
that the AI could actually take on board a lot of that work. But seems like the governments of the world are, are doing nothing to help him in this vision, you know? Um, basic, uh, basic income, four-day, three-day work weeks, things like that. Would We would see an evolution in... Um, uh, in the way humans interact with our um, places of work. But none of that seems to be happening happening anywhere outside of the few Nordic countries that um, have the guts to try it out. I, I worry, Natch, I worry that we the rest of the world is being left behind, you know? I don't think um, our politicians are, are creative enough <clears throat> to, um, to deal with the challenges that AI is um, sparking for. Do you know what I would do if I was um, Sam Altman? I would create politician bot. I would, I would, kid you not, I would create an AI model based on on politics, ethics, um, uh, you know, foreign policy, a policymaker bot that could replace every single um, politician. And I think at that point, we'll see politicians doing something about this for the average working Joe like you and me. Yeah. Just an observation, my friends. Just an observation. Good day, mate. How are you doing? Um, uh, Ein, uh, An, Anike. I've probably pronounced that so bad, but thank you. Good morning. I'm surprised Sam Altman should believe there is such a thing as a median human, says, uh, <laughs> says the bridge. Yeah, amen. Yeah, we're, but the listeners to this show, my friends, you're not normal people. You're superhumans. The only normal one here. And even that comes with a caveat, is me. <laughs> All right, so there you go. I don't think we have time for any more news. Dude, did I waste so much time? Oh, we'll do one more. One more very, very quick one. Um, uh, Pete Buttigieg, American politician um, and the U.S. Secretary of Transportation, is sick and tired of having to teach <laughs> Republicans that climate change are not the seasons of the year. The seasons being summer, winter, autumn, fall, uh, spring. <laughs> U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg uh, has repeatedly clarified to some Republican lawmakers the scientific difference between seasonal changes and long-term climate change. This comes after instances where lawmakers like California um, uh, Representative, uh, uh, California Republican, sorry, Doug LaMafla and Illinois Representative Mary Miller equated seasonal changes to climate change. Do you think, Natch, climate change deniers in politics, do you think they actually don't believe in climate change or do you think they're willfully denying it because of their political backers, like the oil coal industry? What's your opinion here? Um, in general, politics, politicians always lie. So. Right. I just think at this point where you see so many climactic events, so many kind of... Um, weather phenomena happening that haven't happened in hundreds and hundreds of years. Like, I will debate anyone whether humans cause it or not. I say, okay, fair, fair play. I mean, I see where you're coming from. But can we really deny that it's happening? I mean, denying that it's happening entirely and saying, no, it's just the seasons. Yeah, wildfires and floods in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just normal, right? How can you be? How can you at this point deny that climate change is happening? I think it's. Um, I think at this point, any like I don't believe any Republican or any conservative or any climate change denier at this point can really to themselves think you know I'm telling the truth. They have to be willfully denying it for some ulterior motive. This is why we should separate not church and state, but business and state. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, politicians aren't supposed to work for businesses. They're supposed to work for us, the people who vote them in. Woo! We're getting serious today, right, comrades? <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave off the socialist propaganda. Let's get into uh, let's get into today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Um. Uh, Cricket World Cup 2023 starting from Thursday. Thanks for the update. Hope you guys are having a great day. We are better for seeing you, Annie. Um, love your idea, Rob. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, of replacing politicians with AI. Dude, please bring it on. Just a resource, uh, an AI that's plugged into kind of a resource database so it can manage resources. That's what we need. We don't need politicians. 
Get the politicians on their toes. Yes, I am still horizontal. Sorry, says the bridge. <laughs> she's she's uh, following the show from bed, it seems. Um, uh, it's a bad idea, says Annie. Yeah, people worry that if we replace politicians with um, AI, that someone is going to be in control of the AI. My argument is people are already in control of the politicians, right? Business people. The billionaires. Oof. Yeah, let's move on. Let's do the unpopular opinion today, guys. Let me tell you something. An unpopular opinion, it's a brain fat. Un pedo cerebral, un pedo mental. I share it with you on my social media, namely my Instagram. Arroba at Professional Bohemian. That's Bohemio Profesional, pero en inglés. I share it with you there. You guys are pine there. Today's unpopular opinion is not enjoying traveling does not make someone uncultured. Not enjoying traveling does not make someone uncultured. Um, this really comes from the fact that, I don't know, that when someone travels, we tend to equate that with um, with culture. Oh, wow, you're so cultured. Oh, my God, where, where did you go? You went to India, so cultured. You went to Africa, so cultured. You went to China, to Japan, so cultured. And I will, um, I will not argue that those people aren't cultured, but I certainly will argue that if you don't travel, it doesn't make you any less cultured. No disfrutar viajando no convierte a alguien en inculto. That's the topic for, um, for today's unpopular opinion. So on Instagram, what did they say? What do you think, Natch? True. Think true. How much? A lot? Little? A lot. So why they call you the oracle, my friend? 97% true. 97% true. Um, but what do you guys think in the chat? You guys are the real decision makers here. I actually, I've, I'm going to do something a bit different today. I'm going to start off. Do I have time? Yeah, I'm going to start off by reading a few messages. Even though I have my phone right in front of me. So I got a few messages on Instagram. Um, let's see. But why would it? it I um, There are many other ways of enjoying culture. That's from Vanessa. Yeah, true story. Um, Pedro sent me a message apologizing for not coming. Our our uh, legal correspondent. <laughs> uh, let's see. God, I got a lot of messages today. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of messages. Let me read a few more from um, that I cut and paste here. Elaine, absolutely. There's much to learn from books, documentaries, interacting with diverse local communities. Um, I mean, I learn and interact with so many cultures online. Traveling isn't the only way to understand the world. Wow. I believe enjoying local foods. That was Leo. Mara says, I believe enjoying local foods and traditions is also a way of being cultures. Don't have to travel to appreciate and understand that. Okay. So that's um, that's the, the, the basic temperature of the audience. Vero says, traveling plays a very important role in a person's cultural level. However, not everyone can afford to do it as much as they would like to either because of financial and physical problems. Traveling gives you a better understanding of culture, says um, says Annie. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into some pros and cons. As, as always, I tortured the elves and this is what they gave me. So agreeing with the statement that travel doesn't necessarily equate to culture. Some people gain cultural knowledge and insight through books, films, the internet, or interactions with diverse communities locally rather than through travel. Uh, travel can be expensive and not everyone has the means to do it. This doesn't necessarily reflect a lack of interest or knowledge in other cultures. People enjoy different activities and some might prefer learning about new cultures in other ways that don't involve traveling. Preferences don't equate to cultural awareness or lack thereof. And finally, in the pro column, some individuals have health conditions or disabilities that make traveling challenging. This does not correlate with their level of cultural awareness true story let's continue um uh, traveling provides direct exposure to different culture um, cultures lifestyles and perspectives which can lead to a deeper more nuanced understanding of the world um interacting with diverse groups of people while traveling can be uh, can challenge one's beliefs and broaden one's perspectives which is a significant aspect of being cultured um, true story. I mean, it's hard to argue with the um, with the counterpoints here. Being in a different cultural environment can develop cultural sensitivity, adaptability, enhancing cultural understanding. And finally, actively choosing to travel and engage with different cultures can demonstrate an interest and appreciation for cultural diversity. All right. 
there you have it, my friends. So those are the pros and cons. As always, what Instagram says um, and uh, what the elves say comes second to what you say in our live audience. I will post a poll and you will tell me, um, does traveling equate to culture? Hmm. Or as we phrased it, not enjoying traveling doesn't make someone uncultured. You know, flying in the face of a million Instagram posts that would have you believe that the epitome, the apex of cultural um, experience is traveling to another country. I have um, some strong thoughts on this, and I'll get to them after the break, my friends. Guys, I'm having a lot of fun this morning on this Monday edition, start of a new week of the Pro Bush Show. So many things you could have been doing this morning, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. And you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're joining us here at 9 a.m. How's it going? We're talking about, wow, all sorts of things. We've got an amazing unpopular opinion today. Not enjoying traveling does not make someone uncultured. Nor, oof, okay, I need my elf again. No disfrutar viajando no convierte alguien en un inculto. There you go. So not enjoying traveling doesn't make someone uncultured. We also covered quite a bit of news today. We spoke about the Adidas sneakers. Um, sneakers, uh, zapatos de deporte, would you say? Sneakers? Yeah. Zapatillas. Zapatillas. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. Um, uh, los zapatillas de, de um, Adidas. The Adidas training shoes. That cost $500 a pair. And you only are designed to wear them once in one marathon, and then, <laughs> and they're done. My God, for rich marathon runners, Natch. That's what those are for. Then we looked at um, Sam Altman wanting to um, replace the median human, the average human, with AI, which sounds quite, yeah, it sounds a lot more dark and nefarious than it actually is. This is. Um, uh, this, where was it? Futurism.com, I believe it was. Yeah, Futurism.com. Kind of getting a little bit of clickbait there. Um, I think Sam Altman's idea is uh, is the future of the human race not involving the tireless work we put in right now. Um, I think his, um, you know, his, uh, his intentions are altruistic. However, as we all know, <laughs> the worst mistakes in the world have been um, conducted for altruistic reasons, no? And then we um, took a quick look at Pete Buttigieg being sick and tired of explaining the difference between climate change and seasons to his Republican colleagues. Poor guy, dude. Poor guy. Um, anyway, and then let's get back to today's unpopular opinion. We got some, some great um, comments in the chat. Let's go back to those. Uh, oh, where are we? Yes, Veros or Rossi in the background. Rossi! You know, Rossi doesn't want to be on camera at all. She, she saw that I was doing the show and she quickly scurried to one corner of the of the break room. Sorry, Rossi, my bad. <laughs> She's a cult figure on the show. What can we say? Um, let's see. Uh, Travelling gives you a better understanding of culture, says Annie. Thank you. What, what time will you be there in Real Madrid, asked Jeffa. I'll probably be there for the start. I usually get there for about 8.15, and it usually starts at 8.30. Um, for our Spanish friends, that's 8 o'clock, 8.15, because I know you're you're going to come late. <laughs> okay, let's see. Min says, the way a lot of people travel offers no insight into a culture. Not traveling doesn't have to be uh, due to disinterest, but could also be from anxieties, fears, physical incapabilities, or in. Uh, oh, geez, Louise, I can't read in English. Physical incapabilities or monetary reasons. I'd say none of these reasons make a person less cultured, especially since pretty much everybody still has the option to become more cultured within their own culture. True story. Um, Annie says, if we want to acquire knowledge, we can directly visit various important places of a country. Similarly, knowledge can also be acquired by reading various books. 
true story. Come on. Some things cannot be enjoyed just by reading. In such cases, it's possible to directly go to the place where the things happened. True story. Ur says, traveling provides you with experiences, giving you a chance um, to get others, other cultures, but it doesn't mean you're more cultured than anyone else. There are other ways to be literate. If you go nowadays to an airport, you see bunches of people traveling, and I think they are the average... They are of average culture. So traveling doesn't make you cultured, but definitely is worth traveling. But it's definitely worth it, says Urs. All right. Oh, we got an idea for um, <laughs> for an unpopular opinion. I'd have to reword it, though, Annie, to be able to say it on the radio. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Let's get into it. What are my thoughts here? We do have the results of the poll. We've, we've got those in. In fact, let's go to it right now, Natch. So 97% of people on Instagram said, yeah, there is no kind of direct correlation to culture and travel. So I said right here in the chat, I said, not enjoying traveling doesn't make someone uncultured. And you said... True. 86% true. 86% true. So I think it's a lot more balanced. So what's my perspective on this? Well, obviously, there are cultural learnings. You know, there are cultural things that you can pick up on holiday. But people don't go on holiday for culture. <laughs> when people say to me, Natch, you know what the most hypocritical thing in the world is? You should travel more. All right, where do you want to go? The beach. <laughs> right, okay. So that's culture, is it? Sitting on a beach um, in a, on the shore of a foreign land. Really. Culture city. Come on, and we're all the same. When we go on holiday, nine times out of ten, we want to relax, right? We go to a place, we want to sit on a beach, we want to drink some alcohol, you know? The max culture you're going to get is talking to the taxi driver that takes you from the airport to the hotel, right? That's your cultural experience, a whirlwind cultural experience. Most of us don't go on holiday to be immersed in some kind of different culture. And if we do, it's usually presented as some kind of, oh, look at this weird idiosyncrasy. Look at the little market stalls. You know, oh, they're trying to sell me trinkets. That is not immersing yourself in the country. Okay, that is just tourism, right? You, you know, there are so many ways to access culture nowadays. It's not necessary to, to travel. What I would say, and there is a caveat with this, and here's where it, here's where the um, uh, where the needle skips on the record for me. I think if you want to experience culture, it's not about vacationing in another place, <laughs> going just to another beach in a different country. <laughs> it's living in another country, living in another culture. At that point, then you're starting to really embrace and understand a different perspective. I think every single person on this planet should have to experience what it is to be an immigrant. That, my friends, is an education. You know, going to a going to a beach, spending time at a chiringuito in a different um, in a different land doesn't make you cultured. You know, nine times out of ten, what are you doing that for? The Instagram likes? Come on, friends. You can fool you can fool the people out there, but you're not fooling Uncle Rob, no sir. <laughs> no sir yeah you know what I mean you hear people oh no I went to um, I went to Jamaica oh yeah you went to Jamaica you stayed in um, uh, you know that hotel that is um, uh, that is surrounded by um, uh, by walls specifically to keep Jamaican culture out of the you know out of the out of the boundaries of that um, uh, of that holiday enclave specifically for that reason so they can feed you a much more whitewashed, palatable version of um, what they think you expect. Look, they serve our drinks in coconuts. We're experiencing culture, whatever. Come on. If you really, you know, the, the I think the best education that I ever had and that anybody could ever have is to experience life as an immigrant. Be a foreigner in a foreign land for a, for a, um, a real period of time. Like I've been in Spain almost almost 20 years. Don't judge me with my Spanish. <laughs> Natch does that. Natch does that. He silently judges me, but I hear it overwhelmingly loud. <laughs> I'm joking, Natch. Yeah, if you really want to, if you really want to experience another culture, and I don't even think it's about experiencing the culture. I think it's about, for me, the the humility of living in um, 
living in a foreign land as an immigrant, as someone, um, as someone there to make a living within that culture. I think that is a real education, but you know what I mean? Just because someone, there are so many ways to access culture, reading, even watching documentaries, you know, uh, studying history. There are so many ways, classical music, the history of music and culture is ever evolving. Doesn't make you more cultured if you travel. It really doesn't. You know, I would, and plus I, I kind of, the kind of holidays I consume are a little weird as well. I would prefer to go hiking on holiday than I would to sit on a beach. I'm a, I'm a bit weird like that. Let's see what the chat is saying. Um, Min says, what does one have to do on holiday to actually become more cultured? Obviously, one of those luxury resorts are worthless. But what do you actually have to do? Talk with locals? Live there for at least a year? Is it is visiting a city and a museum enough? Wow, great insight, Min. Can we get a Probo proof from Min the Mercy? Probo approved. Exactly. So I spent a lot of time in New York. I used to write professionally about the city of New York. I wouldn't consider that it enhanced my culture or my awareness of American culture or, or East Coast culture or the city itself. I gained a lot more knowledge, but did it make me more cultured? You know, understanding the five boroughs, you know, the, the stereotypical person that might live in each of those boroughs, the, the landmarks of those boroughs. You know, did it make me more cultured to go to the Art History Museum, the Guggenheim, uh, the Museum of Modern Art? I mean, to some degree, maybe yes. Visiting, um, uh, gathering an education in that way by visiting museums in New York, I felt, felt like it was a cultural activity. But I also received culture going to the Guggenheim in Bilbao, reading books about art, you know, <laughs> reading about history. I mean, sure, you can live it and go there, but there are other ways to access that knowledge. What does culture mean to you? Interesting. Uh, the Bridge says, exactly, Rob, I agree wholeheartedly. How are you doing, Ravdos? Joining us um, joining us there in the chat, joining us from the States. And he says, can we get to know the culture um, of the particular place by watching movies or documentaries? I mean, I don't think you get to know the, the, uh, the culture of a place less than sitting on that beach, you know? I think if you watch a documentary about Turkey and Turkey, the history of Turkey and um, the geopolitics in Turkey, if you watch a documentary about um, the history of religion in Turkey, yeah, I would think it's much more, you get much more culture from that than sitting on a beach in Turkey, for sure, for sure. Although I understand your point. I understand your point. Just most people don't vacation in that way for me, Annie. Most people don't. Vacation in the way to enrich themselves in in culture. Most of us work too hard and we just want to go on holiday to sit on a beach somewhere. And that's understandable. That's not me criticizing, eh? I'm not criticizing that kind of type of vacation. I've taken it myself. It's not my cup of tea right now. It's not my preferred way of enjoying time abroad. But, you know, I've certainly, um, I've certainly taken that kind of uh, holiday. Let's see. Jeffa, Rob, the Natch only judges you with his sight. Says, <laughs> with his eyes. <laughs> says Jeffa. Yeah. And vocally. And sometimes when I go back in the in the studio there at the back, you know, sometimes he makes, you know, he's got a stick there and he just whacks me across my, uh, across my, the palms of my hands for every, <laughs> for every incorrect grammat grammatical point I make. It's painful. Send help. <laughs> The bridge. In fact, I am very anti being forced to do anything, but I wouldn't make a year living and working abroad obligatory for everyone. I think it would be an insight, man. And you know what I mean? It's true, the statement. I think it's misattributed to Mark Twain. I can't remember who actually said it. I think it was a, a journalist, an Australian journalist. I can't remember the name. That if you want to know what your government, how your government would like to treat you, look at how they treat immigrants. Because that's how they treat people when they don't have any direct governance over them. <laughs> so, And that is how they would like to treat you. And I think that's very true. It's it, For me, it's been one of the living in another country or living in a country other than my birth country has been one of the most eye-opening experiences. And it's made me much more of a tolerant person. Um, and I find that much more um, culturally enriching 
than just going on a vacation, surely. All right. All right, guys. So you guys, did we do the results? Yeah, we did, right? 88%. Um, uh, 88% was the result here in chat. Well done. Let's move on to today's 100 Humans. It's weird, right? I don't know. We do equate travel with culture, but, you know, I, I would say like 90% of or 98% of all holidays are just holidays spent on a beach and in a hotel. Maximum, you go down to the local town to check out a restaurant or a bar. Not cultural activity, is it? <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, so, guys, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans and I asked them all a question. Name something a person might do to a houseplant to help it grow. Nombra algo que una persona podría hacer a una planta de interior para ayudarla a crecer. A crecer. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. Your job in the chat is to identify the top seven answers. Woo! All right. As always, we're going to go to um, the Oracle for the first uh, for the first answer to this one. What do you think, Natch? Uh, water it frequently. Water it frequently. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I hate plants. I'm going to be honest with you. I hate plants. I have, a te I have a, a, an ability to kill anything green that comes into my house. Um, uh, yeah, water, like, you've got to water plants, but then you water them too much. You've got to put them in the sun, but don't put them too much in the sun. It's like, come on, don't be so needy, man. Don't be so needy. Water it. Regarla, right? Ho, oh, oh, natch. Water, thank you, thank you. Vaya nivelazo. Urs and Vero agree with you, Natch, but did the 100 humans, is water it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Well done. Okay, water it is there. It's the number one answer. Well done, guys. Oh. Oh, well done. Um, watering it is there. Well done. Okay. Um, put used coffee grounds in it, says, um, uh, says the bridge. Put used coffee grounds in. What is that? Just to make sure it doesn't fall asleep? I don't understand. Is that a real thing? Did they put used coffee grounds in it? Apparently it is. My wife told me. Yes. Is that like, would you equate that to, to like plant food? Probably, right? Mm -hmm. It's eating so. All right. In that case, well done, Bridge. It's there. <laughs> you know, Natch, a lot of people think these are sound effects. They don't, they don't believe that the 100 humans come in. <laughs> so naive people, aren't they? <laughs> All right, so give it plant food. It's there. It's the third most popular answer with eight of 100 humans saying they would give it plant food. Guys, you're doing well today. Okay, let's continue. What else do we have? Um, put aspirin in the water, says Oris. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, just in case it has a hangover. Well, uh, oof. do I give aspirin? <laughs> I mean, there's no one, none of the hundred humans said, "Give it painkillers." <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, what's in aspirin that makes it grow better? I have no idea. All right, do you know what? We'll 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 put that in the in the give it plant food column. <laughs> Min says, "Not forgetting about it, um, not forgetting about it is eighty percent of the work, which makes me terrible." Uh, make uh, yeah, because I immediately forget about the plants. Manuring, says um, uh, says Annie. Manuring. Or fertilizing. You fertilize it, right? Is fertilizing it there? Yes, it is. Well done, Annie. It's the second most popular answer with 17 of 100 humans. Guys, you've got the top three answers. Okay. Yeah, you guys are the experts here. The bridge says, don't overwater it. Bet it's better to ignore it, says the bridge. Okay. Every time I've done that, when I've the moment I've reminded remembered about them again, they're just like brown sticks stuck in a <laughs> Do you have plants in your house, Natch? No, not too many. No. Like two or three. And and are they alive and well? I I, I don't care. <laughs> 
It's not my job. It's my wife's. Uh, ah, job. there you go. Yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whose job it is in my house. I do. You know, I was at our mass the other day, and I saw a little bonsai, and I'm like, oh, that would look. Great. And I immediately said, no, no, Rob, don't buy something to put it in your house just to kill it. Let's not. Let's let it live its life out in the supermarket. <laughs> It'll be a lot happier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, don't overwater it. Don't move it around. Let it be. And he says, don't urinate on it. Oh, guys, come on. I'm going to give you some clues. All right, how's about this, Natch? Um, you also do this to humans, a little tablets that contain good things for the body to grow. What am I talking about? It's not fertilizer. It's not food. It's something else. It's something that food should contain. Usually we identify these by letters. What am I talking about, Natch? Vitamin. Vitamins, it's there. Well done. Annie says sunlight. Annie says sunlight. Is sunlight there? Give it more sun. Dale más sol. Sunlight. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Yeah, the bridge also is saying aspirin. How, guys, are you? <laughs> these, these, the audience today are shills of the pharmaceutical industry. Give it, give it aspirin. <laughs> yeah, the bridge as well. Give it aspirin. Why are you guys giving? How many plants do you know that complain of headaches? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm either completely out of the out of the planting world, which admittedly I am. I mean, it seems like aspirin is uh, is the go-to method of helping them grow. <laughs> okay, let's see. They are a they are a lobby. Yeah, yeah. Says me. There's a lobby of um, uh, of people from the pharmaceutical industry in the audience today. All right, let me um, let me give you another clue. Um. Okay. You have a family, Natch. You have a family, right? Imagine you know it's just you and Lady Natch. And then along comes baby Natch. You need to move to a bigger house. Maybe there's another baby Natch and then another. You need to move to a bigger house. What is the plant version of that? I don't know the word transplantar. Transplantar. We would say to repot it. To repot it. Is it there? Yes, it is, Natch. Well done. And he says, don't let the child go near it. Especially if it's all got it's got all these drugs in its system. <laughs> oh dear! All right, the aspirin lobby says Jeff. All right, last one. So repot it. You've got this. My grandmother used to do. My grandmother loved plants. The, my grandfather always used to complain that the house looked like a jungle, and she had the number in her mind. The number one way to help a plant grow was to do one very specific thing. You usually only do to other humans. Sometimes your your pet. What am I talking about? Can you think, Natch? Oof, it's a tough clue. Mm. Yeah, usually it won't do this back to you. You will just it's like praying. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> talking to the plants. Talking to the plants. Talk to it. Annie says talk to it. Jeff says sing. Ravdos says sing. Is it talking to it? Natch, it's talking to it. Well done. <laughs> oh, dude. This was, uh, this was a silly hundred humans today. Talking to it. Yeah. Have you ever heard that before? You've got to talk to the plants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been a, a scientific studies done on this. Eh? And apparently it works. If you talk to a plant, it gets um, it grows better. I don't know. All right, guys. So that's um, uh, that's a hundred humans. I asked them to name something. To name something that a person might do to a houseplant to help it grow. Nombra algo que una persona podría hacer a una planta de interior para ayudarla a crecer. Okay. In position number seven, we had talk to it. Hablarle. Hablarle. Right? Natch? No? Yes. Okay. In position number six, we had to repot it. To put it in another plant pot. To repot it. Um, transplantar. Um, it was there. It was the f- sixth most popular answer with five of 100 humans. In position number five, 
um, to give it vitamins, vitami- vitaminas, vitamins. Um, that was there in fifth place with six of 100 humans. In position number four, this was Annie's to give it more sun. Dalimasol. It was their f- um, fourth most popular answer. Six of 100 humans said that one. In position number three was to give it plant food. Dale comida para plantas. I have no idea what plant food is, Natch. I have no idea what's in that. And I don't understand the difference between giving it vitamins, fertilizing it, and giving it plant food. I think that's three ways of saying the same thing, personally. <laughs> in position number two, we had fertilizarla, fertilize it, which sounds weirdly sexual for a plant, I'm going to be honest. Let's move on. In position number one, well done. Um, I think it was Natch, the bridge. <laughs> we had to water it, of course. Dude, I am so ignorant about growing plants. All right, let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News! Complete the News, guys. I'm going to give you a news headline, um, and you guys have to complete the news, because I will leave out some information. We have to be very quick. Okay, here we go. A man crashes a vehicle into a police station while blasting blank. Un hombre estrella su vehículo contra un comisaría al ritmo de blank. Is it A, baby shark? Do, 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 do. Is it? Yeah, I'm sorry. I've just given you that for the day. Is it B, Guns N' Roses? Or is it C, Taylor Swift? <laughs> a man crashes his vehicle into a police station while blasting. Is it A, baby shark? B, Guns N' Roses? C, Taylor Swift? What do you think, Natch? Guns and Roses. You think B, Guns and Roses. Um, it seems to be A in the chat. Yeah, A. Everyone's saying Baby Shark. The answer. Here we go. A man crashes vehicle into police station while blasting. The answer was B, Guns and Roses. <laughs> Guys, can't get into that news article, but if you tune in to me on patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian, you'll see the article there of a man who crashed into a police station. While playing Guns N' Roses, guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. I'll see you tomorrow.